Bryce Eddy here, Liberty Station, where we are a threat to the Great Reset, or at least trying really hard to be. And uh, today I'm excited because I have a friend with me, and um, this is a guy who's become a good buddy of mine, and he uh, spoke at our church on Sunday, and not just because he's here in studio with me, but it was one of the best sermons I've heard in a very long time, and it was inspirational and meaningful and something that people, I think, needed to hear. Um, make sure, if you haven't heard the sermon already, to go to the Godspeak channel, um, go to godspeak.com or on our Rumble channel or on YouTube and check it out. But my guest today is the warrior poet himself, John Lovell. Awesome. Hey, that was an awesome intro, especially of like, hey, great sermon. Like, where do we go from here? Are you juicing me for like a handout? Are you trying to get paid? I just Is that want why you, you gave me the great shout? I, I just, with all of the ripping on me you did prior to starting this and how mean you were, I just wanted to like try to sell you on being nicer to me for mm-hmm. this entire podcast. Listeners, he is not kidding. I mercilessly troll Bryce. Uh, I love him and kind of like that's how dudes become buddies is we troll each other. And it, it's kind of like a, a discouraging encouragement. Uh, I don't know how we do it, but yeah, I made fun of you to your face in front of your family, and they loved it. They did love it, and in fact, um, you know, I'm going to out you as a guy who practices what he preaches, too, because my daughter came in this morning to say goodbye to me and give me a kiss, and she said, Daddy, did you um, do your devotions already? Because John Lovell was downstairs in the formal family room doing his devotions, and I said, yes, I did. But probably not. I, I wasn't probably studying the early church fathers or anything like that this morning. But you well, know. maybe you could just go up to her and say, like, "Hey, ba- baby, there's a reason. I'm I'm just a I'm a thoroughgoing pagan." And uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, maybe you say that to her. <laughs> do your devotional, bro. <laughs> do, do that diva. I'm saying it like I, I do it every morning, and I'm like, I totally have my bad moments. But no, like, no, we all do. But but no, man, you you know what? You are you are an awesome, dude. dude and I love thanks. ripping into you too. And thanks. we've had fun while you've been out here. And you did deliver an amazing sermon. And uh, and that's honestly what I wanted to talk thanks. to you a little bit about. Because sure. you know, uh, everybody talks to you about you know being you know, the warrior poet and, uh, running your business and being a gun guy and, you know, and, and, you know, time in, in service, which for those of you that don't know, I will say that, uh, you were second battalion ranger, uh, 2001, 2005, is that? Yeah, yeah, that was the hot part of GWAD. It did five combat tours with special operations, 75th Ranger Regiment. Uh, and so, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like you and I talked about, I mean, that was really a brief, part of your life, right. and certainly an important part of your life, but not the most important part of your life. And, right. um, you know, you've got amazing things that are happening. Plus, you also spent time in a mission field, yep. and, you know, you were out there, um, you know, doing many, many more things. And that's the right. stuff that impresses me about you. Yeah, so this is a rut that dudes can get into coming out of the military is they become a monument of once was. We get out, especially, and we're just constantly looking backwards and wishing the world, specifically the civilian world, which you transition into, it's like, you need to conform to my old experience. You need to become like my old door-kicking teammates, and you end up kind of rehashing the glory days in your present mind, and you fail to adapt to a new battlefield. You Mm -hmm. fail to adapt to uh, gain new compatriots and and buddies by your side, and you don't really find a forward-oriented mission. I don't want to talk about military or or what once was. I'm on to stuff now, 
And, and we're in a huge fight right now for our nation, for our families. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of pressing stuff right here and now. And I'm also on to new missions in the future. And so if any veterans are tuning in, hey, find a new group. They're not going to be like your old one. That's okay. They'll be weaker in some ways and stronger in other ways. So suck it up, Buttercup. Find a new group and also find a new mission. You need a new mission. You can't just relive glory days regardless of how many gunfights you and I went in and how... Cool. We'll remember just different experiences of fast rope and jumping out of airplane. Hey, find new stuff, you know, do what, what do you, great. You did stuff before. What are you doing now? What are you doing right now? What are you doing tomorrow? And so that's kind of my tough love encouragement. Hear it as a loving thing of how, this, is how dudes talk to each other. Um, so yeah, party on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny cause that, that, uh, that man, that, um, thing manifests itself with a lot of folks you know you notice it even in in uh you know facebook and stuff with throwback thursdays for the guys who like peaked in in high school yeah. you know that are looking backwards like those were the days and yeah. i and while i i love appreciating you know things that i've done in the past and you know high moments in life i don't i, I purposely don't say those are the days those are the days have you, you know? seen napoleon dynamite that movie <laughs> yeah so dumb and it was yeah. uncle rico yeah yeah who yeah. like peaked in 1985 throwing a football he's like man i I can throw a football over those mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. That, yeah, well, anyway, well, that was well, my mental picture. Yeah, well, but people do get caught up in that, and, yeah. and we really, uh, you know, need to be living for the present and for, you know, yeah. the uh, and, and contributing for the future, because I wouldn't say living for the future. We need yeah. to live in the present, but we need to be, you know, focused on, you know, on where we're going and That's what it. we're doing. And, yeah. Um, and, and I think so many people have a hard time with that, and... And and yes, uh, you know, veterans do you know get get caught in that too, which is why some of the, those guys come out and don't don't feel that they have a purpose. You yeah. know, that's one of the the blessings we have with Covered Six and our vocational training school right. and all that stuff is we 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 do work to give them a new roadmap and you know and lay you know lay out for them a new path and 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 you know in many cases it's it's still a path as a protector or as you know yeah. it's still using skills that they had which is great but um you know a lot of those guys that have come out with even ptsd and things like that a lot of that um you know is is more so that they don't have a focus i completely agree ptsd it's real tbi it's real you yep. know running those circles yep. and we all get you know, I feel like it's kind of like the um, ADD of the military. It's like, oh, you got ADD too. Like, oh, you got some PTSD. Yeah. But yeah, I got some bugs up there. But it is, I think, yeah. failure to get a new group and it, failure to get a new mission. And that ends up compounding with some PTSD. Yep. So you, it's, you not only don't heal, you get worse and worse and worse. Well, and, it's, and it is real, but it's also um, used as an excuse by a lot of folks good. and there's a lot of and there's a lot of folks that never saw real combat deployments or right. never really saw anything that that um uh, and again you know there's guys that legitimately and there's a lot of guys that legitimately had exposure to things that that you know can cause that and and injuries and things there but but there's a lot of folks that that use those things as an excuse yeah. when you know that you do have to change the mission and you yep. do have to go in the the right direction and my heart you know my heart goes out to to all of those folks and and that's why we do what we do and you know I think it was a uh, Ronald Reagan, or I believe it was that, that said, you know, one of the best ways to, to cure that is to give them a job. And really what you're saying is the same thing, a new mission. Yeah. And you know, they gotta, they gotta oftentimes find it themselves. So 
but it's cool. Um, you know, as long as we're on that topic a little bit, man, I wanted to get your thoughts. And, you know, we've talked about so many things, you know, as we've been hanging out over the last couple of days. But um, I want to talk about the military right now. And, you know, from a uh, from our perspective and from a, you know, just normal civilian out there who's hearing all these news reports of what's going on in the military with just what we view as kind of gutting the military and or you know i could call it feminizing the military or you know you know they're they're letting things like you know some of the you know gender ideology and things in there um you know what are your thoughts on on what you're seeing you know again you're not you're not in it now but you're close to a lot of the guys that were and you know what are you seeing I'm seeing a lot of resumes. Yeah. I get so many resumes to Warrior Poet Society now of trainers, specifically special operations guys yeah. from uh, from the SEAL teams or from uh, Ranger Battalion, Special Forces guys. Uh, of, like I'm getting resumes all the time because uh, they're either getting chaptered out because they won't vaccinate or because it's getting so woke or specifically the leadership is becoming so woke, cramming it down. And they're just, they're just ETS and they're just getting out. Yeah. Um, you know, and so. Well, and and they're pushing, you know, the VAX requirements, too. And, you yeah. know, there's a lot of guys. I mean, you know, I know you've got guys that, that work for you that, yeah. that I was, you know, refused. Yeah. Right. So uh, one of the dudes I was I was teaching a one man room clearing course today. I came straight here from it and I was hanging out with Josh. He's a special forces guy. He was, uh, you know, helping me lead that class, teaching it. Incredible guy. Uh, and he was a guy who refused the vaccine. Uh, for his own reasons, and he ended up coming full time with us. And so I can't do that for every door kicker, but yeah, we 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 rescued Josh from that, and we're all the better for it because he's an awesome guy. But uh, the special operations community is bleeding that, and that yeah. tip of the spear that the special operations community it really it leads uh, a lot of the military, and, and is specifically global war on terrorism in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, that was the the way that we were getting all our high value targets and, and drumming up information and being able to react uh, to these specialized missions. It was really a special operations driven war, and that's yeah. not to minimize all the logistical supports and all the sporting units because absolutely can't do anything without them. Clearly, mm-hmm. but this uh, war specifically was reacted to uh the SIGA human you know all that stuff the intelligence and acted upon by those specialized teams but they're emptying you know yeah well i talk about the you know generations of war you know first through what you know what we're in now you know being fourth and fifth generation war and you know the capabilities of fourth and fifth generation war are those intelligence capabilities a lot of that being driven by special operations where they are you know, um, finding out, okay, you know, not just the, um, you know, finding out where, where the, the right targets are, how to strike the right targets, you know, all of those sort of things, you know, rely so heavily on that. So if you start to pull some of those things away, you know, our enemies aren't, right. You know, they're, they're still investing in all that stuff. And, and, you know, we're very, I believe now quickly unraveling so much of what was built that made us as strong as we are. Right. So this whole subject just kind of makes my skin crawl and I'm kind of like, ugh, I hate it. I don't want to talk about it. But if you change the subject, I'll be like, no, no, no. I want to talk about it some more. I'm I'm, I'm pissed off now. Let me, uh, let me talk about it. But the, the whole problem is, is we are conducting sociological experiments of a radical leftist nature that's leading to the degradation and the weakening 
of our armed forces. That's our security, and we cannot survive that. Because meanwhile, while we play fun little political correct gender sexuality games with our armed forces, we are becoming weaker while other enemies abroad, which are not doing that, are gearing up, arming up, yeah. and we can't do that well, anymore. Not- and it's a demoralization of the military of like, no, that we, we need our armed forces folks to be uh, fiercely practical and we need them to be dangerous and bold and brave and ready to die and ready to kill. Uh, we don't want them so ridiculously sensitive to what your unique gender ideology expression is yeah. because we're horrified at offending someone of like, no, 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 I need you to go abroad and stack bodies and be fine, you know, savagely cutting down an enemy that wants to kill children and blow up towers and commit acts yeah. of terror. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you don't understand what you're playing with here. Uh, we can't survive that. We can't survive woke leadership and the degradation of the, the only thing that's keeping us safe uh, from a foreign enemy that hates us. And if they could be in your house tonight, they would uh, rejoice to Allah that they could kill you. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they're like, no, if they knew me. No, they hate you. Yeah. Uh, I've looked in this enemy. I'm not talking about all Muslims. Of somebody would be like, oh, you did no, 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 I got Muslim friends. Shut up. That's not it. I'm talking about the uh, radical uh, Islamic uh, sections that are uh, jihad to the physical extent. Yeah, and they're they're, they're terrorists, and they're killers, they're, they're murderers. On, on you know, having us as their enemies and they want to defeat us uh, you know, by any means necessary. You said a moment ago, that um, uh, the other side is not doing that. And I would say they are actively doing the opposite yeah. because you look at, I mean, the Chinese have, have talk, talked about, and there's articles you know, within the last year about them looking to how they can toughen up yeah. and, and make their soldiers more masculine, yeah. which I thought was interesting because we're going in the opposite direction. So funny. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. And they're playing this of they're playing a smarter game. It's yeah. not only the physical protection right there is they're they are literally turning us into morons as TikTok, a purely Chinese owned company. Yeah. TikTok, if you are in China looking at TikTok, you're going to get, you know, kids playing the cello at a high level. You're going to have educational stuff. You have, like, nature. And if you're in America, you're going to see scantily clad bimbos doing zombie robot dances and uh, cats, you know, chasing and falling off ladders and stuff. And Yeah, or that just came out... uh, today or yesterday in a news report I saw, because I think it was posted over the weekend, was a active duty female that was disavowing, saying that she's not sure she could fight for America because of Roe v. Wade. and awesome. In uniform. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, and one of the things that I've heard others say, and I think this is a fair point, um, how can you die for a country that you are being told and you are now believing is the worst country on the planet? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. And so that it's literally this woke ideology which hates America. Right. Uh, is teaching soldiers that America is bad and not worth defending. Yeah. But then why in the world would you risk your life and die for it? And yeah. so to cloud that, uh, that, um, 
patriotic picture that there is still something in America that is worth fighting for. It's the families, and it's our freedoms, it's our constitution, it's our ideals, it's our values, and that is worth defending, and that is a good thing of, like, you're literally stealing the heart and the will to fight from our military. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a... one of the things that we talk about in in our world, in the world of like police protective services, right, Um, is at some point the, you know, things are going to get so bad and we're seeing that it happen right now in crime in our cities, right? It's going to get so bad that people are going to cry out for, for, you know, it to change, right? Um, You know, when more and more people get attacked in the street, when you can't go out with your family and friends and, and all that's happening. I mean, we're on the verge of that. There's going to be a point where people, um, you know, go, hey, we can't handle this anymore. Please fix this. And they cry out for the leaders to fix it. And the government happily does it because they're the ones bringing on the crisis. Our leaders, listen to me, folks, (laughs) our leaders desperately want crisis. Yeah. Because crisis means, like, fix it. I'll let you do anything. And they're like, oh, you mean you'll give us more power forever and more money of, like, happy to solve it? And it's not their crisis. They're doing just fine. It's you and I that are miserable, sucking it up, getting more and more poor each day uh, under this. That's what they're doing. And making us more afraid each day as we continue to trade freedom for it. What what do people with power want? They want more power for longer. And Amen. that's what it does yeah. is is when people are afraid, they're ready to trade their freedoms for security. That's yep. the game. So they create a crisis and then they seize more power and money through that crisis. That's why right now, if like over the last couple of years, we're just crisis, crisis, crisis. Like, holy cow, everything's a crisis and you're just freaking out. And we don't even know how to react to it anymore. Now we're almost numb to it. And we just kind of like robotically of like, okay, I'm tapping out. Whatever you want, whatever you want. We can't keep up with the radical, incredible headlines. And that's the point, is to overwhelm you with it all. And so now we're we're reaching a point of critical mass where it's just almost, they can do just anything now, anything. Well, here's here's the problem that not a lot of people are thinking about, um, is with the police having been defunded and the police, you know, uh, retiring early and all the people who actually know how to take things back. Yeah. When they are gone, who's going to take it back? Not the woke people that they hired that, you know, don't have that ability. You know, you don't have the salty dogs in there anymore. And that's where I have a concern that the military is going to be the same way. At some point, you know, if it degrades so far, you know, and, and we are, God forbid, attacked and having to fight real enemies in a very serious manner, are we going to have the people there that you can just turn it back on again. I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that they would like to turn us against our police officers, uh, demoralize them. They start to go away, while meanwhile, the federal government is growing federal police like wildfire. Uh, They're doing it here in California with the the state police, the highway patrol. All the police become federal. That means they report to the executive branch, and now our president wields this supreme power where he's got his own federal police. I I talk about that regularly most of the time behind scenes because that freaks people out. Well, it's Um, what's happening. That's, that's, that has been one of their primary goals. And, and, you know, Chris uh, and I talk about it regularly Mm. that that has been the, um, the end game for a lot of the things that we see. That's why you allow lawlessness 
And that's why you uh, defund the police, because the the uh, strongest people, um, aside from our governors around the country, are the sheriffs. Mm-hmm. And the sheriffs are elected. And a decentralized police force is what prevents from having Nazi-like stormtroopers, you know, banging on your doors. Man. And and that is one of the things that they want to do is is consolidate and centralize that power with our, our police forces. You know, I started, I was just thinking of like, man, how in the world did we get to this? But then at the same time, I know exactly how we got to this. We've been asleep for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Just going about our longer. jobs thinking, ah, the good times are just keep on rolling. It's just going to keep getting better. Well, it's always going to yeah, get I mean, a little bit better. No, but I mean, yeah. th- things, I, I feel the momentum. I feel things gearing up. It's yeah. getting more and more crazy, and it's happening faster and faster. Uh, and so, and it's got people spooked of like, I've been kind of like a city boy more mm-hmm. uh, most of my life. You know, I, I don't like admitting that. Now uh, you're a like homesteader. The, now I'm a homesteader. <laughs> I'm a country boy. Yeah. Listen, um, uh, so we've been playing playing kind of like fake country boy for yeah. about a year and a half now. We, yeah. we, we got out of the cities. The big cities are failing. Yep. And all the land around the cities are getting gobbled up in huge chunks. It is, yeah. Uh, and so those big cities failing. But we, we did that about a year and a half ago. We just saw enough things and we're like, we're getting out of here. We're going the self-sustaining route. So now we grow food. We've got over 30 animals. Our friends make fun of us because we have like our own petting zoo of alpacas and chickens. (laughs) I've got horses, cows. Last week, true story, one of my cows was giving birth. Uh The calf was in breach. Back legs were sticking out, not coming. And I, I got up to that and I ripped that calf out of the cow, did some <laughs> chest compressions, got that heart going again, cleared airway. I mean, I delivered a calf That's last awesome, week. I, I'm officially a, a country boy now. You are, you are. I'm I a country it. boy. I love it. I can wear a cowboy hat if I want to. I've got horses. Did you notice it. my uh, voice got just slightly more southern you, when you, I said yes, that? Yes, and you got from, you got very excited. I did, I did. I'm I a country it. boy. Yeah. Finally did it, Mom. <laughs> well, listen, you know what? Um, I want to let the people up. Because, you know, we just talked about some depressing things and I want to shift gears and I want to talk about, um, you know, some just fascinating things about you. And uh, and now, you know, um, I know you you touch on some of these you know things on your your channel. I've, you know, heard, heard you talk more and more about, you know, just speaking out more on stuff. But, man, you. um you really study scripture and you really have a, a fascination with the early church fathers. And, you yeah. know, man, I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen your Bible, man. It is not just bookmarked, but you have inserts and you have all kinds of things dialed through that to, to, uh, you know, just, just as evidence of the way you study and yeah. I love it. Bro, why are you creeping on my Bible? Uh, you know, I, I didn't give you permission you know, to touch that junk. That that you is know, that is I, mine. I don't miss anything, right? You really don't. <laughs> I call I call Bryce the spy master for multi multitude of reasons, but socially, Bryce misses nothing. Just nothing. Very incredibly attuned in a real special way. Everyone feels like that of like, oh yeah, it's me. No, you're not. No, no, no. It's very rare when someone like just doesn't miss anything. Bryce is one of those guys. I miss well, stuff you. socially. Bryce doesn't, and I know I know enough to know. 
I noticed that. Yeah, well, thank uh, you for that. That uh, that that come from you is a compliment. Anyway, after I, all I, the beat downs that I've taken from you, um, <laughs> but but I do I, love theology. Yeah, well, and I and I want to. What I want to hear about is like, I mean, man, you did deliver a killer message, and you thank know, you. again, for for those of you that uh, that haven't heard it, you need to go hear it. But uh, lions and lambs was was the the theme, and the theme was, you know, really that that more um, strong. Uh, battle commander picture of Jesus, right. which which we need to be hearing about now. And I and I love how you took us through kind of the centuries of the pictures of Jesus that that was, you know, kind of preeminent in each of those centuries. And it was beautiful. And uh um you know, I got I got a tr- you know tremendous number of compliments from people for bringing you in. So you know that was wonderful. I love that. You know, because I I told you I suffer. I don't suffer ever embarrassment for myself, but yeah. I suffer secondhand embarrassment very acutely. Yeah. So if you were bad, you know, I would I would have just felt terrible, and I would have heard nothing but that. Yeah. But you were unbelievable, and everybody was just so pleased to hear you. So, audience, you have to go check it out. Um, but how did you get? Um, just enamored with theology, and you know, tell me a little bit about you know how you got so drawn in. So part of it has nothing to do with me at all. It's mm-hmm. when I was brought into salvation, uh, kind of kicking and screaming. I was converted a bit against my will by Jesus. Uh, so yeah. that, that's its own thing. Uh, I, I was changed, like my heart changed one day around May 20th of 2001. I, I was literally, I was one way and then forever got changed all of uh, a sudden to something praise else. Praise God, man. So, but when that happened, what happened is, is all of the sudden, where I didn't really care as much about reading and learning, all of the sudden, I did. Mm-hmm. And I was hungry. And that hunger's never gone away. And so that that's one good thing is it's helpful when you're passionate and you're excited about it. Now, even if you're not, it's no excuse because discipline, 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 do it anyway yeah. would be the answer. It's just really helpful when you can pick up some motivation along the way. But that motivation helped lay some good habits of I picked up the Bible and as I'm overseas kicking indoors, doing dangerous, you know, missions under night vision, whatever, I'm reading my Bible in the in-between times and I read my Bible cover to cover over and over and over and over again. And also of just, I have a natural, extremely analytical mind mm-hmm. uh, folks where I'm, I'm desperately wanting to put the pieces together. And I've got the, the, I've got like a whole series of lawyers in my head that are always arguing with each other. And so I just do a lot of heavy thinking and cross-examination and I want to know what's really true. Yeah. And so there's always this epic battle of, of arguments. It's like a a 19th century English parliament where everyone's just yelling good arguments at each other. And I'm just kind of watching what's happening in my head. And so I've got kind of that analytical fight that goes on in my inner psyche all the time. And a theology, I think it is my most, uh, it is my favorite subject. It's not guns. It's not military. It's not, it's, it's, I love theology as first and foremost. And I think part of it is, is the most important things in life and is who is God yeah, and who is man or who does uh, God say man is. Yeah. It, how you answer those questions briefly will allow me to deduce almost everything that's important about you because that, that root right there grows into a, a stump and then in branches and then in limbs. And so it ends up everything branches from that. If you say that there is no God, well, I can 
I can basically follow a series of deductive premises yep. to, to figure out a great many things about you. If you say God is energy or God is force, if you have a Hindu conception, I don't know a good bit about how that works out right. uh, into the philosophy of how you see the world and how you conduct life, and similarly a Judeo-Christian or whatever. And so uh, I like that because it's the root of everything you really are. And so I understand that, but I also fell in love with uh, with God. And if you really love God, you want to know more and more and more, much like my wife. My wife is awesome. I've been married uh, to her for 15 years. We had yeah. some really hard years. We battle it out, but I love my wife. Well, she's a cool person. I like her. She's, you know, she's cool. And, I, and our wives are going to love each other. They I, I will. Know. But, you know, as uh, Charles Spurgeon, a 19th century um, uh, pastor from England would say, uh, love is never satisfied where it is. It always whispers nearer, nearer. Yeah. I want to know more and more and more. So theology is lit. It's awesome. No, that's cool. Well, you, listen, one of the things that um, when we first met that I was really just, you know, quick first impression of you, within seconds I knew you to be a believer because you told me. You know, it was like... It's like a cheesy Christian t-shirt? No, you know, yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but it was, was, uh, you know, not just evident in, you know, your uh, common sense and good cheer demeanor. Mm -hmm. It was, was, you know, like, and I don't even remember what the sentences were or what we talked about within the first paragraph, though, that, you know, you you declared yourself to be a Christian. Oh, cool. Um, And and again, for whatever the reasons were, um, it it was just boom. And it was like, oh, this is this guy's identity, you know? It's not that he's, you know... Mr. Warrior Poet Society, although you are, it was that no, I'm a I'm a Christian, and um and it was uh it was just beautiful, and it's like okay, hey, I want to get to know Thanks, this man. guy. Well, we had all these like kind of big wig, high hitting names all around us, but yeah. me and you it was at Amfest. Yeah, I it just it was me and you and and Madison Cawthorn, and we just kind of hung out in our own yeah, little yeah. group because everyone's awesome. around. And we just, I loved it. I, it we, was me great. And you hung out, and it was great. Yeah, yeah no, it was it was cool. Time. And uh, and you know when you accepted our invitation to come out. And and you know preach uh, you know I I knew I did know it was going to be good I was yeah. not really concerned that's good um, but um, you know it was it was fun uh, because you you did play along the lines of a theme that I'm talking about right now we have this tremendous just dearth of masculinity right now and we are we're suffering I think. Um, in our society and this whole collapse is because of a, an attacking of masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it would have been possible without them, you know, giving us a neutered Jesus over time. Yeah. I and think so that, great. that you, you know, I, and I didn't know what you were going to, you know, speak about. Uh, we, you know, you, you said to me, if you, it was odd, nobody's asked me what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys are giving a lot of trust. Yeah, be, like do. there's no, there's nothing out there for people to see of me preaching. I haven't preached in years Yeah. and there's nothing online of me doing. I'm like, how do you not know? I'm like, so some weird. I'm the spy master. Heretic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you are, you are the spy. Touche. Yeah. Touche. But, uh, but no. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was perfect and it was beautiful. Um, and, um, you know, uh, and, and by the way, thank you so much because three services, that's a lot. And he did three services in a row. That's a lot of energy, man. Pastors that do that three, sir. I've never done three service. I've done two a good bit of times yeah. and two is tough. Three. I mean, about halfway through that third sermon, you saw it, you say no one else did, but I was 
I was cooked, brother. I was really running on fumes. Well, okay, so those of you that were in the third service, which, you know, this goes out to a very wide audience, so not not everybody comes from our, our fellowship here, but if you did see the third service, watch the second service, and I think only the people that know you would have known that you were, you know, just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired here. <laughs> Because I'm you killed it. it. I'm going to make it. You killed it. I mean, you know, my wife came to the third service because we had to, you know, she had some things going on. Um, and and uh, I thought it was funny in my wife's way. She she said, uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect that. Which isn't a compliment. <laughs> it doesn't. That's not, it didn't mean anything. It, it, like, yeah. So good or bad? I, I, I speak know, Michelle, and that was... It was good. She loved it. God speak she loved Calvary it. Chapel, great church, yeah. uh, a bunch of lions in that audience, yeah. happy to be able to hang out. No, and uh, and then afterwards, my wife wanted to just, you know, pepper you with stuff, and you were a good sport, uh, you know, talking Calvinism and, ta- you know, talking... Uh, and dispensationalism, and dispensationalism eschatology, and, you know, and everything. You guys were hitting everything like, and debating all just the all angles stuff. on stuff, and I was like, man, I need to take a nap, because, you know, I was wiped out that's funny yeah you know i've never taken a nap uh, but occasionally a nap will take me yeah <laughs> so that's a quote by c.s lewis because <laughs> when i first read it i'm just kind of like you son of a gun that's brilliant of course of course that's yeah so brilliant him and tolkien and you know those sort of guys the man, great those just, are my heroes my yeah. heroes aren't operators they aren't movie stars or celebrities they, they're all dead theologians or authors. Yeah, you know, well, I, I didn't know that about you until this weekend, and yeah. I just love it. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy there you uh, go. about that. Um, man, what else is on your heart um, that, uh, you know, you want to talk about? And, I mean, I've got, you know, I've got millions of questions for you, but, you know, for for our audience right now, um, you know, a lot of the folks that, that follow us and are listening to us, you know, like over the last... Uh, several episodes we've had people that that you know doctors and scientists and folks that are coming in and talking about the vaccine and now the information's coming out about um you know what is happening with men's sperm counts and fertility in women and all that it's like the uh you know i think they push so hard for all of these things because they um they knew that eventually it's going to catch up and you're going to start to see these problems and you can they can't you know kind of uh, make them go away yeah um, so, you know, so for our audience, we've had, you know, a bunch of these in a row where it's, it's tough stuff. Right. And, uh, you were so encouraging. Um, you know, I'd love to, you know, get your thoughts about where we're at and I got it. where do I we got go? It. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. You wound me up. I didn't know what I was going to say. No, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, you know, of like everybody out there is kind of seeing a bunch of stuff come to a head, you know, like it. And we're just leaning in, looking at more and more data and it's kind of like, oh. I don't know, and we're just still kind of talking about it, and we're fearful. Uh, but I do know this. Don't give another inch. Not one more inch. Hey, resolve now to no longer be bullied. Don't follow lies. Uh, speak up. Don't be bullied. Be ready to risk all your relationships and your career. There's no chance you get to raise your kids in a truthful, God-fearing, good way 
and it costs you nothing. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you friends. It's going to cost you family. It's going to cost you heartache. It's going to cost more. You're going to be raising little revolutionaries that are going to one day be killed or put in prison, fined, bullied, and guess what? It's the cost of preserving liberty. And we have been asleep for a long time and probably lulled into the idea that life is a lot easier than it is. But generation after generation throughout millennia, People have been focusing and facing hard, hard times. We had this bright light called the United States. And for a couple hundred years, our republic has stood so strong and so far removed. We had a respite for a while. We did. And because we've been, we've, it's all we've known really in this country to a certain extent. Right. It's, we have no idea. It's like, we've always been wealthy. We've always been prosperous. And so we've, we've not known, you know, any real hardship. Yeah. You know, so we we fake hardship. Uh, The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time by the blood of tyrants and patriots. Right. Yeah. Most folks know that's Patrick Henry. Hey, that tree is thirsty now. Yeah. And that means it's going to cost you something. Go ahead and accept it. But what happens with authoritarians and tyrants, that's exactly what's happening right now, is they keep encroaching a little bit more and a little bit more until you're stripped of the essential liberty required to be able to even come back or fight from it. Never, ever, ever give up your guns. Ever. I promise you, you will need them one day and wish you hadn't given them up. That's going to happen. It's already happening. Uh but you won't need them until after you've surrendered them. Never give them up, no matter what, truly. Um, Stop being bullied. Don't live by lies. Don't allow folks to force you into speaking a certain way or self-censoring yourself. Don't you dare. We can't afford for any more breaks in our chain. I picture a chain right here across, and we need to link arm in arm and say, no, we are sane and we are good, and we will not be bullied. And guess what? My kids don't belong to the state, and you can't have them. Amen. You can't raise them. Amen. I'm raising my kids. Uh, and so uh, I, I want people to uh, stick their uh, chests up, uh, chests out, and be brave. And uh, understand it's going to cost me something. There's nowhere else to hide, and we can't just coast on the fact that we used to be a lot freer nation and we could kind of afford to kick back some. We can't we can anymore. Yeah, and we and we lost liberty, you know, by by such, you know, incremental things over time. And then, you know, now over the last couple of years, you know, they took these big chunks. Yeah. Right. But um I've joked on this show a bunch of times, so I won't keep talking about it. But but laundry machines, you know, like we had to we had to get rid of our our you know sophisticated laundry, you know, like Samsung with all the electronics and all stuff, and we had to go and find a used washing machine, and and now we're 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 deep into it. We're we're a few weeks into it, and it because it was taking multiple days a week of washing all of the laundry loads in our house to get through it all. Now my girls, my wife, they can do it all in one day 
because of this energy efficient baloney, they were washing these things like continuously and it wasn't really getting them clean, right? Yeah. But that that's to me just a funny little example of a loss of liberty. California's EPA oh, got it. comes yeah. in and restricts and makes these things energy efficient, quote unquote, and they keep pushing it. Oh, look, it uses 30% less water. Yeah, it doesn't get our clothes clean. You know, it's, it's continuous. Yeah. You got Starbucks after the, um, and you know I avoid them whenever possible anyway because right. their coffee's burnt and bitter. But you can't like any their longer, ideology. Yeah, you can't any <laughs> longer pour the cream in yourself. They've done away with that now permanently. I talked to them. They're like, well, it costs you know cost us less. Uh, you know, we don't want you to to make it dialed in perfectly for you. That is a small loss of freedom that bothers me. Wow. That but, is really splitting hairs. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Fantastic. Good we for you. We can't water our lawns here in California right now, except for, you know, like, you know, every you know few days now because, you wow. know, of a, of a water crisis. Yes, we have a drought, folks. I get it. But we created, we took a, a drought to a crisis by not, creating infrastructure yeah that's another little loss so we have all of these little things that we've been just sort of eaten up by over time and almost all of it is these regulators that are out of control you know yeah. they're, they're kind of our fourth branch of government yeah. so um you're you're absolutely right on the fact that if we had been a little bit more conscious of these things prior we wouldn't get all the way to the point where they're trying to indoctrinate our kids with transgender ideology yeah. and or you know doing all the other sexualization of them or, or terrible things that are going on. Right. Yes. Get your kids out of public school immediately. Right now. Uh, yep. Whatever it costs you, downgrade your lifestyle. And it'll be hard when my wife and I made the determination to homeschool because we weren't going to raise little postmodern Marxists that would grow up and hate our values, which is exactly what's happening. And no education is really happening in the public schools. There's some good teachers there, and I get that, you know, like rock on. But get your kids out until we can reclaim that institution, yeah. uh, if we even can. But, I mean— the homeschoolers I see, they there are so many. It seems light years ahead oh, yeah. of the public schools. When I see a public school kid, it's like the lights are off. Yeah. And when I'll see these other homestead kids, it's like the lights are on. It's is it's that obvious. You can just yeah. see it in their countenance. It's their the most important thing demeanor. we ever did. Yeah, like my, my my kids have read. I guarantee my eight year olds read more than most high school graduates oh, yeah. at this oh, point. Yeah. Guarantee it. Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, get your kids out of public school. Uh, so that they're not indoctrinized and trained. You won't see it until all of a sudden they'll go off to college, and two years into college, you'll be like, wait, I didn't raise this. I'm like, yeah, yeah you didn't raise them at all. You both worked two jobs. You saw your kids for an hour a night before they rushed off to homeschool and play on TikTok and play video games. You didn't really raise them. And that's going to hurt a lot of people to hear it, but you hear it, need to hear it. Make sure you're actually raising your kids. Public school has them for, what, seven, eight hours a day, and you have them for a kind of off and on out. And then on the weekends, you're gone with sports and whatever, and you're running around. And so they're always with peers, but they're never really with you. And I'm yeah. like, you're missing it. Take your kids back. And also, you know, on the uh, the legality issues, if you can't water and all the stuff that you can't do, 
let's be very careful to be so plugged into the system that if those systems failed, grocery stores emptied, gas stations emptied, you can't get medicine, you can't get any of the things that you need. Energy isn't readily available. Water isn't readily available there. I believe a time is coming when the only people that can eat are the people that grow their own food. Yeah, And I hate to say that that sounds... Like if someone had said that five years ago, I would have looked at you of like, oh, come yeah. on, tinfoil hat man. It would, say, it would like, have sounded extreme, but it is not extreme. No, get chickens, start yeah. growing a little bit of food, get away from the major cities if you can. And, and this has taken us, this has taken us uh, really a year and a half where right now we, we have our own little homestead, we grow our own food, we have our own water sources, and uh, we are installing right now a solar system. So we're we're pretty much off grid, self sufficient, uh, or, or we're getting real close to that right now. And it's taken a lot of time and, and a lot of sacrifices. Where you know we downgraded our lifestyle to be able to do this, uh, and we we've had we've had to sacrifice for it. It's kind of sucked in a lot of ways. Of we kind of wanted the, the nicer keep up with the Joneses place, and we're instead you know shoveling manure out of stalls and so it's a little different but well I with see, all the energy that you have for shoveling manure yeah you know i'm sure you're good there you know yeah you, yeah, you, yeah, you got yeah. a lot of energy yeah i also got two boys so i'm like hey yeah little indentured servants you earn your keep here <laughs> you oh, have man. a job i've uh yeah i've there's certain things I've talked about before on this show, but I, I have talked about, you know, we big believers in chores and we gave our girls yeah. chores kind of as early as possible. That's and great. now they were very doable things like, you know, stocking the restroom with toilet paper and, you know, little, little things. But the idea was to condition them for work and, you know, teach them that work is a part of it. I'm so opposed to the families that believe that homework, like schoolwork is their kid's job. Because that is not teaching them work. You know, yep. that's a certain type of work, and there is effort that goes into that. But that is not teaching them what, what they need to be um, later on in life. Yeah. Because life is, yes, I've got my regular job, but I've also got to, to manage a household, and I've got chores, and I've got this, and I've got that. And, and we are, you know, creatures that are meant to be productive, and we are yeah. meant to work. So good on you for that. I think that's great. We're just kind of ranting. And and you kind of got me angry a little bit. I don't know what button you pushed me on, and I'm like, ah, issues. I know how to do it. Just kind of ranting. No, no. Come on, tick me off about something else. Oh, I do have one more. I bet you do. I do have one more. So, um, and in fact, uh, we put this up on the screen. You know, this is from yesterday. Um, They're offering in uh, D.C. money to um, tell the public where and by public nefarious actors you know they're they're wanting to report where our justices of the supreme court are the other day they uh you know caused kavanaugh to you know get kicked out of restaurant escape through the back you know there's um right now they're offering up to 250 for um i think it's 50 dollars if there's a sighting so they're tracking them moving around the city is what they're doing they're paying for that intelligence and then and then it'll be another $200 if they're still at the location. What do you think about that? Yeah, that, this this really dangerously comes close to a direct, like soliciting information to incite direct violence yeah. against them. It's at least intense bullying and intimidation uh, against Supreme Court yeah. 
uh, justices. This is elected officials. And it's really ironic when folks are drumming up January 6th stuff, which, you know, you look at the footage truly of like, man, if a bunch of gun-toting Republicans are going to form an insurrection of like, you're going to see a lot of guns with a yeah. lot of, of like, I know what an insurrection might look like of doing war tours and stuff. I've, I've seen what, what takeovers We've got one going happen. on in Sri Lanka right now. Right. And that's so what that's, it looks like. That's what, an, that's what it would look yeah. like. But n- the only person that died that day was one Trump supporter. Yeah. That's it. Of like, you don't get to call it in. That's, that's an asinine. But this and, and, right And reviewing here, that shooting, that is not a good shooting. No. and and But this looks like more of an insurrection. Yeah. It's We have our public politicians and, and folks on the left that are outright calling for the harassment yeah. of federal judges, Supreme Court justices. That looks like an insurrection. And they're not removing that group off of Twitter. No, of course they're not. Of course they're not, but Twitter, what a fallen, ridiculous bunch of authoritarian oligarchs who leftist, radical, of like, man. <laughs> I knew that one would get you fired up. Man, well, all the all these big tech censorship, I feel big tech censorship every single day. I'm shadow banned. I'm the subject of illegal discrimination. Yep. In the, because of my ideology, they unsubscribe people from our YouTube channel. They don't allow even our hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, our million plus on YouTube. They don't let people get notified of our content. So yep. they're basically cutting everyone off to even find us in the first place. They're trying to quarantine us like viruses yeah. and then slowly choke us out of existence. Which the the evil part of that from the very beginning, you know, YouTube was, you know, yeah, broadcast yourself, express yourself kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, and they, and they, um, I believe it was a, it was an intentional um, process that they did because they got everybody essentially addicted to going there. Yeah. Right. They wrapped us all in. They got us putting all of this content. So, you know, we're supporting their efforts. And then when they got big enough to kind of have that, you know, monopolistic control of it all, that's when they started doing all of the censoring, the shadow banning, all that stuff. They knew, okay, we're going to get them all in. We're going to get them hooked. We're going to get them on this drug. We're going to get you the revenue because, you know, there's so many people that are making money. I know, you know, you guys do and others, you know, where you're getting revenue from it. Yeah. You know, and and you signed on for this business plan that they offered you. Right. But though we're five times bigger than a a point in history where we were, we're making a fifth of what we did. Yeah. Though we're five times bigger of like, man, it is just it's highway robbery and, yeah. and people don't well, and, seem and to again, care. It's just so flagrant. I don't think it evolved over time. I, I, I think it was their plan. I don't know of like, so what I notice is, is this wokeism, people are growing more and more crazy, yeah, but I also know about the truly woke. They have no restraint as wokeism is eating itself right now. Yeah. And if you were that woke before you would never had the restraint to not censor earlier. So I bet even within these organizations, they got more and more woke as they got more. I, you know, I yeah, so, I, I agree. I re, I agree with you there because I do think it it uh, perpetuated itself. It it snowballed. It, you I know, think it, it snowballed. It, uh, it, it, it got became worse. Kind of a you know cancerous growth. Yeah. Um, but I do think 
that if we went back into their business plan archives, yeah, the idea that yeah, we'll just we'll give it to be so free, we'll I do don't this, doubt it. and then you know over time from an executive level, then we control because remember their play was all about data, this, all that, you know. So we're gonna get everybody enticed, get them all in, right. and then we can control it, you yeah. know. And and I think the the you know the way in which it wound i think you're probably right and the intensity of it ramping up but they are eating themselves and that is the hope we should leave people with in the next three minutes that we have yes absolutely because they are they can't govern right, right. we're seeing that with our you know current president and current leadership they cannot govern and they do eat themselves that's right yeah and i think if we can hold our line maybe maybe just maybe i can hug my i can hug my family tight I can have some joy on my little piece of earth. I can educate my kids, and I read them stories at night. And we will smile, and we'll we'll keep grinding out uh, a living and try to make that grow. And maybe I'll get some popcorn and watch the left burn itself to the ground. Yeah. So maybe that'll be good, because it it does seem an ideology that always ups the ante a little bit more of get more and more and Mm -hmm. more and more crazy, and eventually— all the minor crazies get eaten by the major crazies for not being crazy enough. It is a movement that eats itself. It, yeah, and we're seeing it happen. We're yeah. you know we're seeing it happen at every turn. So um, so get the, some popcorn. The, yeah, you know, and, don't and, go movie butter because it seems like a good idea at first, but when you get halfway through the bag, you start feeling sick. I, I recommend well, I just think, a don't normal they have that, like lung uh, disease that comes from eating too much of, of that course, butter. You know, everything's stuff. trying to kill us. Yes. I'm sure, yes. but. Uh, lighter medium butter, you know, okay. that's the way to go as you watch the left burn itself to the ground. I love it. Well, um, community is going to be key. Yeah. And you have a great community. Yeah, but so yeah, I watch what you're doing as well. And I think you're being more strategic in some community pieces than I'm. We're doing all right, but I'm watching what you've done. Yeah, I think you've been planted here longer too. That's That'll be my lame excuse, but <laughs> I think you're doing better in that yeah. front. I need to grow more in that area. Well, listen, well, look, we're we're blessed with what, with what we are doing, but, um, you know, I was teeing you up to talk about your community and lay it out so the folks oh. know how to get a hold of you, and you miss that cue uh, well i got i got enamored of like i i hear that but i'm like you're kind of doing the well community that was thing really better. sweet I'm of like, you because yeah. i need that after the beatdown that you gave me before the show i'm just a sweet guy yeah, you know i'm you just are. a sweet guy except that i'm not you're the worst bryce <laughs> <laughs> everyone hates you <laughs> well That's only great. those people that know me uh warrior poet society where uh we can be found on all the social media platforms for the moment if you look hard enough through the censorship yeah. and red tape. We're on YouTube. One of the best places to find us is uh, warriorpoetsociety.com. You know, just yeah. check us out. Go to our website. We also have a streaming platform where we put out our uh, TV shows that are anti-woke, freedom-loving yes. shows that reflect your values. And we have all these different training classes so you can learn how to, like, throw a knife or shoot yep. shoot some, uh, some target from a different zip code with long-range shooting and gun and knife fighting stuff. And so you can You also kinda, have products. You have some of the best. To, I like your hats, man. Your hats are great. Man, we got, got tons to, of products. You, you got the and... you got the best um, uh, rifle sling. We do. I think we do. Of our rifle sling, I think is it's the amazing. best ever. 
Yeah, but we sell all kinds of stuff of rifle yeah. optics and guns, knives, hatchets, cigar cutters, cigar cutter, whatever. We got you, all the stuff. You got, so you got all the stuff. Man. Support the Warrior Coffee. Poet Society, guys. Yeah. We need your help. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Don't be giving your money to any of these woke characters. That's out a there. good point. No, of it's like, true. hey, support folks that don't despise you and hate your values. Yeah. That's another good thing. Amen. Well, listen, I thank you, brother, for coming on. I love you, and yeah, I appreciate you too, this time. And, you too. Uh, all right, folks, that's it. John Lovell, Warrior Poet Society, and I am Bryce Eddy, signing out for Liberty Station. Be a threat to the Great Reset.